0: Hello Bookworms, and uh, as you would know by the utterance of the word Bookworms, this uh, book excerpt version and I uh, will be reading from the works of Sadat Hasan Manto, an Urdu short story writer who lived between 1912 and 1955 between those years, 43 years that he lived, uh, born in Punjab's ludhiana and died in Pakistan's Lahore he wrote some very striking, brutally truthful stories about uh, the partition especially and uh, stories from the film world of love, romance, lust, greed, human savageness uh, most memorably and most shockingly. And uh, why Manto's uh, stories stay relevant is that he had this straight arrow way of telling a story without any frills, just telling the truth. And that truth revealed human nature at its worst, uh, which keeps his stories uh, still, you know, timeless and uh, truth continues to be you know the thing <laughs> no matter how much you uh listen to media misguiding us on uh, the truth and uh, governments misguiding us on the truth and a lot of things now been kind of uh, sugar-candied over and ignored uh despite that truth finally comes out and that's why i think uh manto's stories have always stayed relevant and probably will stay relevant for a long time probably someday when we are someday when we are far away from this echoes of partition and the aftermath of it's the violence the caste violence the whole disparities the tensions. someday <laughs> probably when the world has ended probably that day uh probably then mantos stories will stop being relevant but right now they're as relevant uh, as they were when they were first written so we're reading his Mantha story which is very different from all the stories he has written. Uh, it's from this collection called uh, Toba Tek Singh. It's a collection of short stories. Uh, and the uh, collection is named after one of his great short stories, Toba Tek Singh. It's a translation and uh, translation has been done by Khalid Hasan, a uh, journalist, writer, and translator, born in Srinagar, Kashmir. And mostly all of uh, Sadh Hasan work has been translated for him uh, by him for Penguin. So I don't tell you the name of the story yet, but it's a strikingly different story of Mantos. It still has things to tell about life and uh, people as such, but it doesn't have the shock of the partition of violence or any brutality or stuff, but it is something still I thought uh, I think tells a lot about Mantos craft and how we can tell these sensual love, lush stories also uh, very strikingly, very straightforwardly. So. You're listening to movies, music, books, etc. by Snehit Kumla And coming up on the other side is a book excerpt from Order by Sadat Hasan Manto. Order by Sadat Hasan Mantu It was about this time of year The monsoons had come and outside his window The leaves of the people tree danced as the raindrops fell on them. On the mahogany bed with the spring mattress that had now been pushed away from the window, a girl lay next to Randhir, their bodies clinging. Outside in the milky dankness of the evening, the leaves of the people tree swung in the breeze like a golden ornament on a woman's forehead. This was how it had happened. Having already read everything in the day's paper, including the advertisements, he had stepped out on the balcony. That was when he had seen her. She stood under the tamarind tree to stay dry. She must have been one of the workers in the sweatshop next door that made rope. To attract her attention, he cuffed up a couple of times, and when she looked up, he waved to her to come to him. He was tired of being lonely because uh, since the war, Most of the young Anglo-Indian girls of Bombay had joined the army's uh, women's auxiliary corps, while some had opened private dance spaces in the fort area, to which only Whites were admitted. Randhir felt bored and a little sorry for himself. His ego hurt because he was uh, far more cultured, far better educated and much better looking than those uh, British Tommies who were welcome in these clubs while he wasn't because of his colour. Before the war, Randir had had several flings with the better-known hookers from the Nakpara area and the Taj Hotel. He always thought uh, those Christian chokras who ran after them, sometimes ended up marrying them, offered no competition. He wanted the girl who stood under the tree as his revenge on Hazel, who lived on the ground floor and left every morning for work in her crisp new uniform with a khaki cap, sitting at a jaunty angle on her fashionably coiffed hair. She was proud and flirtatious, expecting any man she came across to play court to her. She had also decided to ignore Randhir. When Randhir made a sign to the girl who stood under the tree to come upstairs, he wasn't sure if he wanted her. But she had come anyway. He noticed that her clothes were wet and he was afraid she might catch a chill. So he said to her, Take your wet clothes off unless you want to catch something." He could see from her eyes that she knew why she was there. He gave her a dry towel to wrap herself in. She hesitated but only for a second. Then she took off her langa that was tied around her waist with a cord, placed it aside, hurriedly covering her covered her thighs with the towel he had handed her and tried to wriggle out of her choli, which was knotted in the front. She couldn't undo it because it was wet. She worked at the knot that was half embedded in her deep cleavage but it didn't yield. Finally she gave up. I can't. It won't give. Randhir made her sit next to him on the bed and began to struggle with the knot. In exasperation, he tugged at it and it snapped. Revealing a pair of throbbing breasts like new clay cups from a potter's wheel Soft, round, cool, fragile and sensual Dusky and virginal, they glowed like two floating lamps in a muddy pond It was the same time of year as it is now The monsoons had come and the leaves of the people tree danced as the raindrops fell on them The wet clothes of the girl lay in a heap on the floor as she clung to Randhir, her naked body radiating a strange heat, a feel of goodness and warmth that one gets in a steam bath. She never let go of him as long as she stayed. They said no more than a few words. There was no need to because their breath, their lips, their bodies had made that unnecessary. Randir's hand moved over her breast like breeze over open land. Her nipples were small and there were dark circles around them. They pressed their throbbing bodies together and he felt as if he was engulfed by fire. Randir was no novice to such encounters. He had slept with scores of girls and he knew the ecstasy of fulfilled desire. He had spent many nights lying next to beautiful women his hard chest pressed against their tender breasts. He had known women who had no experience of men and who told him things one doesn't tell strangers. Then there were those who asked him to just lie back while they did all the work. But this girl who only a few minutes ago was standing under a tamarind tree trying to stay dry was different. All through the night, Randhir remained aware of the odor that her body emitted. A smell both pleasant and unpleasant, a smell he drank all night. The odor that came out of her armpits, her breasts, her hair, her belly, in fact, from every part of her body, was overwhelming. Had she smelt different, he would have felt nothing for her. But this odor had penetrated the inner recess of his being and gone beyond anything he had ever experienced. It was the order that had welded their two bodies together. He felt as if he was drowning in a bottomless sea of desire. The closest a man can come to total physical satisfaction, state, port, transitionary and timeless. At moments, he felt as if the two of them were flying high in an indescribably blue sky the odor cascaded out of every pore of her body and every pore of randhir's body opened up to drink it in but there was nothing he can compare he could compare it with perhaps it was closest to the smell of dry earth when sprinkled with water perhaps it wasn't her odor was not artificial like perfume it was strong and earthy like the physical union between man and a woman that is both sacred and eternal Randeer had, had always hated the smell of perspiration and after a shower he would rub his body with talcum powder and put deodorant in his armpits but wasn't it strange that he had kissed her repeatedly in her armpits and felt no nausea in fact a deep satisfaction a deep sense of satisfaction had washed over him he was profoundly aware of the powerful smell of her body something impossible to explain the monsoons had come as they had come that year He looked out of the window. The people tree was where it had been that day. The raindrops fell over its leaves and the breeze blew over them gently as they fluttered. The sky was dark yet there was a glow everywhere as if the rain had brought down starlight with it. The rains had come as they had come that day except that there were now two beds in the room lying next to each other. There was also a new dressing table in one corner. One bed was empty and, and on the other lay Randhir, watching the rain fall on the leaves of the peepal tree. A fair, complexioned girl was lying out next to him, was stretched out next to him. She had fallen asleep while trying to cover her naked body with a bedsheet, but had only half succeeded. Her red shalwar lay heaped on at the foot of the bed, its silken cord dangling. Her other clothes also lay on the bed. The gold-coloured, flowered jumper, the brassiere, the panties, the dupatta. Her clothes were bridal red and they were perfumed. There were glitter bits of glitter in her black hair that off and on caught the light. Her face was rubbed and made up and her brassiere had left a faint red imprint on her white slightly bluish breasts her armpits were shaved and the skin was steely gray randhir looked at the girl who lay next to him she could have been sent to him in a wooden crate and he would have pulled out the nails to examine the contents she was fine lines she had fine lines on a skin like old porcelain randhir had relieved her off her brazier and seen its faint red imprint on her skin. Around her waist, the tight cord of her red shalwar had left, also left an imprint. There were also marks on her skin left by the heavy necklace she had been wearing. It was the same time of the year as it was then. She, he could hear the rain coming down on the leaves of the peepal tree. The same sound he had heard that night. He felt a cool breeze rise and carry the girl's perfume with it. Randhir fondled her breast gently and a current ran through her body. He was conscious of the excitement embedded in her limbs. He lay next to her, the breasts t- touching. He heard her body hum but no order leapt, o- leapt out of it. He remembered that dark girl to whom he had made love all night. Her order had called out to him as had her body, the same way a child calls out to its mother when hungry for her milk. Randhir looked out of the window. The leaves of the people tree, now wet and washed, dance in the breeze. Beyond the trees, he could see clouds in the sky that glowed as the breasts of the dark girl he had made love to all night had glowed. Their bodies had bonded. He looked at the girl lying next to him. Her body was soft as if It were made of milk and melted butter. But the perfume she wore had a tired smell now. Even a sour smell. A sad, colorless smell. He looked at her again. Her white skin with scratch marks reminded him of milk gone bad. He recoiled from the perfume she exuded. His mind went back to that night when that dark girl had lain next to him. Her odor overwhelming his senses. It was something that leapt out of her body at him with a primable force, far sweeter than the perfume his bride wore. The dark girl's odor had penetrated his body like an arrow, he remembered. Randhi ran his hands over her white body but felt nothing. There was no sense of gathering excitement under his skin. His bride was the daughter of a judge. A college graduate and the heart throb of her fellow students. But for Randir, she may as well not have been there. He had sought in her perfumed body that lost remembered odor that had cascaded out of the unwashed body of that dark girl on a certain evening when the rain had began to fall. Rain had begun to fall gently on the wet and dancing leaves of the people tree outside his window. And that's how this story ends order by sadhana manto strikingly different as i said from all of his stories that he has written sensual lustful yet talking about the nature of love our senses smell order life just fleetingly uh during british time india and uh quite different and still i thought uh quite beautiful without uh without being vulgar or you know overtly sensual or sexual in a way in a way about that <laughs> sing stories sometimes go but uh, that was the reading so thank you for listening and until the next time it's goodbye from goodbye bookworms uh, from uh, movies music books etc by sneet Kumla thank you for listening.